0: Hashtag Pistons Podcast. Um, We are back after a pretty long hiatus, so um, just because of that, before we get into this game and such, um, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, my computer died, and so that caused a bunch of issues for me. Um, We're hoping that this, what we've got set up right now, will work as a replacement for now, at least a stopgap until I can get a proper new computer, Uh, so... Yeah. That's the reason why we didn't record. We were trying to, we wanted to, but for once we didn't record, not because we were just lazy. It was actually a good excuse. Um, so yeah, um, you know who we are. I'm Joe. This is Koo. You can find me on Twitter at Joe underscore truck. You can find Koo on Twitter at Ku Cahill NBA. He's the site expert of Piston Powered. Um, yeah, so let's just hop right into it. We're recording this the night after, just a little bit after the game got done. The Pistons just lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder, one ten to one twenty three. The Pistons fall to thirty nine and forty, and for the time being, because the Heat lost, still fall to eighth place, I believe, in the conference for tonight. Uh, only three games left, so uh, Koo is pretty eager to get going on saying stuff. So Koo, you can just oh before we, before we go, um, also. I'm house sitting, so I'm not recording where I normally record. So if I'm a little echoey and don't sound that great, that's why. Sorry. Uh so Ku, you were trying to you were telling me you had some stuff to say, so screw it. Just jump right into whatever you want to say about this game. No, nah, you
1: can you can go ahead and say your thoughts first about this Thunder game. i want to follow yours up and then get into the whole I won't really talk about this game. So you go ahead and say your thoughts and I'm gonna, I'm gonna counter yours.
0: Okay. Um I mean, so first off, obviously, Blake got off to a great, great start, which was really good to see because – I mean, not just start. He played great for the three quarters. He sort of ran out of steam in the fourth, uh, which is understandable. But, you know, really good to see just because he just got back from injury. So good to see that clearly, um, you know, even though he did run out of steam in the fourth quarter, he clearly isn't, like, super screwed up from that still, I guess, at the very least. Um, other than that, though – Guys, pretty much crapped it. I mean, Reggie Jackson was terrible. This was his worst game in months. I mean, truthfully, like even going back before, so when he had the infamous um, video bomb of Blake's interview. Since then, he's been mostly very good. Even going back before that, this is this is probably as bad as any game before that, even that he'd had earlier in this season. This game was as bad as any game he's had the past couple of seasons. I mean, this was simply put, this was Reggie Jackson at his absolute worst. And this has got to be – this is probably Andre Drummond's worst game of the season. Uh, And I'd have to – I'm not going to look it up, because, but I'd have to look it up just to be sure. But I just – I'm four points and nine rebounds. That's <laughs> – and part of that is because there was some uh, – <clears throat> tiki tack fouls early in the game that I think got to him a little bit, uh, made him play cautiously and such. And he did have five blocks, for what it's worth, and he only went minus six on the night in a game that the Pistons lost by uh, 13. Um, But, I mean, Reggie Jackson was even at zero for plus-minus, and he was legit. There was no excuse. Jackson was just terrible. So one of those games where plus-minus probably didn't really show the truth of the matter, I suppose. Uh, so I'm just, those two guys crap the bed and look, I don't want to, in particular with Andre, I don't want to be too hard on either of those guys because they've both been really good for a while now. And Andre, I mean, you know, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a huge fan of Andre. I think he's been great all season. Uh, he's, I, we've talked about this before, uh, but, um, And Andre is pretty much – because Blake has not been that great since the All-Star break more often than not. So Andre really has carried them since the break. There's no two ways around that. He's been great. So I don't want to be too hard on him because, you know, guys have bad games every now and then. Uh, The Thunder are, are a team that is built and set up to be able to contain him. But there's no way around it. The Pistons' second and third best players showed up to a really big game and they just completely crapped the bed. Both of them played as bad as they've played this season. Uh, And then off the bench, nobody really got it going. Ishmith, by the numbers, wasn't terrible, but I thought he had another really poor game, and he's been bad for like two weeks now, which I wonder if maybe he's got something that's ailing him maybe, like if he's got a little bit of a knock that you know he's playing through, but it's bothering him. Uh, in particular, defensively, he was terrible because, um, and it really stood out, like, so neither Russell Westbrook or Dennis Schroeder, now, Ish spent more time guarding Dennis Schroeder because Schroeder's the backup, obviously, but neither of those guys are guys that you're that worried about shooting threes, right? Both of those guys are guys you really are worried about slashing to the rim. And Ish Smith would just, like, there were several times that he just tried to go over screens. And it's just, why are you trying to do this? This is just incredibly stupid, and it's pretty in line with some of Ish's bigger defensive issues. Is that he just does stuff that's stupid on defense a lot of the time. Uh, So he was bad, I thought, even though his numbers weren't as bad as they have been. Uh, Zaza, ironically, actually had decent numbers, but I thought he was pretty bad again. Um, Thon wasn't terrible. Ish Ishmith, not Ishmith. Luke Kennard was a dud. Again, um, he's – him and Ish have been bad for like two weeks, and that's an issue because those two guys are the bench. They're very integral to the bench. And so when those two guys are off, the Pistons bench gets killed, which they have been consistently lately, been getting killed, and pretty much all the starters were bad. And Jackson and Drummond played their worst games in a long time. Drummond, you know, I'm just going to say it. I'm pretty sure that's Drummond's worst game of the season. That might be his worst game of the last two seasons, honestly. Uh, Certainly nothing off the top of my head. Maybe if someone wants to look it up, you could maybe find one or two that were on par with this. But I'm just going to go ahead and say off the top of my head, this is the worst game Andre Drummond's played in like three years. Uh, So... And it sucks that that happened in this game, a big game. But I don't want to be too hard on him or Reggie Jacks because they've been good. Uh, Wayne Ellington's like that, too. He only had eight points, shot three at 12 from the field. But, you know, he played so well the last couple of games. He's mostly been really good since he's arrived in Detroit. So, you know, I don't want to be too – I guess basically with some of the guys, they they crapped the bed in this game. But they have played well for a long time. The Thunder are a really good defensive team. so. I don't want to be too hard on them. Uh, but with the bench, I it's an issue because they have been bad lately. So, yeah, I talked for a long time. Go ahead say whatever you want to say.
1: Okay, I'll come out and just say it. I'm going to be hard on them. And this is, this is why. And me and Joe can get into this and we can argue about it if he disagrees with me. But I'll tell you exactly why. This loss... The Pistons were within, I believe it was a two-point game entry in the fourth quarter. They had a one-point lead at halftime. This game was very well winnable because Blake was playing out of his mind. Nobody, literally nobody else performed. And listen, I was getting into an argument in, in, my, in me and Joe's little group, and I see some people on Twitter talking about it, saying the same thing. Let me just say this. this you, putting this loss on simply, oh, they lost to a better team, or it's just one of those nights, that's, that's making an excuse. This is the kind of thing that people don't like when when people argue about and they say stuff about Reggie or Andre and and me and Joe are some of the biggest Andre defenders and I will agree with Joe this is one of his worst performances I don't know if I can go as far as saying it the worst of the year or the last two years because he still played a pretty good game defensively this was pretty bad off he was pretty awful on offense though but this is the part this is one of the issues people have even though they're irrational this is some of the issues that they have and I agree with them. When when a team plays bad and they crap the bed in an important game, that is very much winnable because your best player is playing out of his mind. You're not even playing like, Joe, would you agree that they didn't even
0: play like 50% of what they're capable of? Oh, not even close. I mean, a lot of guys just played
1: terrible. Yeah, I don't even think Yeah, I don't even think they played half as good as they possibly could. That's not simply the Thunder are a good defensive team. That's that's the Thunder are a good defensive team and you crap the bed. Like there's no excuse. For Reggie Jackson to go 4 14. And if you watch the game, if you watch the game, I I was told to stop box score watching. If you just watch the game, Reggie Jackson had multiple poor reads in the pick and roll. I said it to Joe at one point in the second quarter. He had one read when they came in, they uh, they went underneath the screen. Adam stayed with Drummond. The guy from the corner came to Drummond, and the the read was the cross court skip. He gave it to Drummond. I don't know if they counted Drummond for the turnover. It shouldn't be on him. It should have been a Jackson turnover because he threw it right. Into like three people. Then he came back down. It's just, this was not, I'm just saying this for all the people out there that want to make an excuse for the Pistons. This was not uh, Thunder or just a better team, therefore it's just one of those nights. No. This was the Thunder were a better team and you crapped the bed. And the little, you're a better team argument, I don't want to hear it because the Pistons have beaten teams that are so called better than them all year. You have to get these kind of games when they're close like this and you have your best player playing out of his mind. If we would have lost this game simply because the Thunder outplayed us, and we you know you know what we played well and they outplayed us, okay, they're better than us. This was not that I, I don't know how you can watch this game and come away with that kind of conclusion. That's not what happened. What happened was Blake played out of his mind, and literally nobody else played even fifty percent of what they're what they are. And th- this is a, this is a trend as Joe was talking about. I pulled this stat- these stats up. I don't I, I, listen. I, I don't want to be too hard on this guy because. Uh, we all love him in Detroit, but Luke has not been good over the past four games. Since since the game against what on the twenty sixth, we played the Denver Nuggets. Since then, Luke is shooting thirty one percent on with six points a game, and the, the most po- he had a game high of what was it ten points two games ago. Two games ago, ever ever since then, everything's been below. He's shooting thirty one percent from the field. That's not cutting it. That's not just the Thunder are a better team. Therefore, he played bad. This has been a trend. He hasn't been playing well. If Schmidt, same thing like Joe said, he hasn't been playing well. Andre, I'm going to give Andre, this is the thing. I saw some people saying Andre just was not giving effort. This is, this is what I'll say. I think people jump to this effort thing way too fast. When I saw, I thought he just got outplayed. I don't think it was because he wasn't trying. I just think he got simply outplayed. They had a good game plan on him, kept him out, boxed him out. He got into early foul trouble in the first. He played a large majority of the second half. The dude's been playing like close to 40 minutes the past two weeks. I don't think this was just Andre not trying. I think he just simply got outplayed, and the team just had a good good plan against him. Just because someone gets outplayed and has a bad night doesn't mean he didn't care. Doesn't mean he didn't try. He just simply got outplayed for tonight. I mean, it is what it is. But just once again, if you watch this game, I have no clue. Literally, I mind, I, I don't understand how someone can watch this game. And say, "Oh, this was simply just because the Thunder are a better team." No, it, we didn't even come close to playing how we can play. Not I can understand if we simply played a little bit worse. We played awful, and that's not that's not because the Thunder are a better team. We were miss, Reggie was missing his and uh, the, one of the beat writers, James Edwards, tweeted this. Uh, Reggie was missing his floaters. He missed like three open floaters. That's not because the Thunder are a better team. Those were open. He's just missing. We. Simply put, the Pistons played bad tonight. Blake played a game to where the Pistons should have been close in this game to the end. We had a chance to be in close be close in a game that we could have won if we had any kind of input from anybody outside of Blake. Literally, we had nobody else help. And I don't understand how anybody can say this is simply because of Thunder are a better team. We crapped the bed. Okay, we just got so outplayed. It is what it is.
0: There's a couple things. So one thing, just for what it's worth... Um I did bring up Andre's game logs from the last two from this year and last year. So for this year, really the only other game that is in contention with this one, uh, was the blowout loss to Miami, um, which was like what, um couple months ago or so, uh, where they just got killed by him. He had five points and nine rebounds with five turnovers. Uh that was a really bad game. And then last season he had A couple of games one against Cleveland and one against Denver where he was really quite poor uh but in so yeah this is on par with as bad a game as he's played in three years just for what it's worth because I brought that up so while you were talking I brought that I looked it up um yeah so I mean it's like you brought up okay so here's one thing okay is that you can say, well, you know, this wasn't just the Thunder or a good team. And that is true, right? Like, you bring up Reggie's floaters, okay? Um, is that, I guess, hmm, what's the best way to put it? Um, I guess here's why I'm saying that it's like, it's just one of those nights. Because, and because, to an extent at least. Because the Thunder are a great defensive team, legitimately, especially when they're locked in, which they were tonight. Um, They're a great defensive team. And so when you're going against a team that's that kind of defense, you can't be anything other than absolutely on target to get it done against them. Right? And the Thunder legitimately, when they're locked in like this, they're as good a defensive team as as you see in the NBA. Like, other than, like, you know, I mean, the 04 Pistons, you know, like, all-time great defensive teams are obviously different. But, like, other than, like, you know, legitimately legendary defensive units, this is as good a defense as you will run into in an NBA in the NBA. Just simply put straight up, okay? Every single position, they have long, strong athletes who compete, especially since this season, Russell Westbrook has really upped his defensive effort and focus in a way that he hasn't had really ever. Uh, they're they're that kind of a defensive team so if you're off even a little bit they're just they're not going to give you very many of the easy shots it's like reggie yeah he missed what he missed two or three open floaters which those are his shots normally he hits those but that was it he didn't have open shots of I know they had a couple of threes but you know that's it you can't you cannot blow those shots against a team that's defend that's as good defensively as the thunder are and so, you know, so there's some on a lot of nights, like, okay, so it's like, think about the last two games against the Pacers, okay? Or also against, in that game against Portland, right? The Pistons were not good offensively to open up those games, certainly. And in each game, Reggie Jackson was really poor at the start, but he sort of got going as it went on. He just didn't have it early in the game, but he figured it out as he went along, so to speak, right? And sort of had stretches where he got it good against the Thunder, you can't do that. You can't sort of be like, well, you know, I'll I'll get my shots eventually. It's like, no. You might get a couple open shots early in the game and that might be it. You cannot blow those. And I think that's basically what happened at this game is that they were enough off that they blew some of the bunnies and the Thunder are not going to give you any more room than that. So there's just not that margin for error. And I guess um yeah. So look, you are right that, and I get why people are look. Hell, <laughs> I'm incredibly frustrated by this game. Blake played absolutely great. Um, you know, I mean, he he shot nine of fourteen from three, right? And they freaking lost by thirteen points. That's that's incredibly frustrating to see your man come out and play that well and have everyone else play so poorly. But there is an extent to which you just got to say. Great defensive teams do this to teams sometimes. And so, look, we can be hard on them, right? I guess I should rephrase. I'm not, I guess, here's the way I should put it. Instead of saying I don't want to be too hard on them, when I look at the last three games coming up here, okay, I'm not that worried about Reggie Jackson. I'm not that worried about Andre Drummond in the last three games of the season. Right? I am worried about the bench in the last three games of the season. But so I guess that's the better way to put it, right? You can be we can be as hard on those guys as we want because this was a big game and they played terribly. I guess for the last three games, I'm I'm plenty confident Andre is going to be fine in the last three games. I'm plenty confident Reggie Jackson's going to be fine. At least as confident as I can be in Reggie Jackson. Uh, so that's the bigger thing, I guess. Um with Andre with his effort, I mean I don't know. He didn't, he certainly didn't bring it all the way tonight. Uh, I think that'd be fair to say. Um, But one thing that you did bring up and is very true is that, you know, it's funny how if you watch very many Thunder games, which I know some people probably have, uh, there's a lot of centers who look like they don't bring that great effort against Steven Adams. That's because Steven Adams is so freakishly strong that you can't move him. So it's like, so against other guys on, you know, and it I get how that could get in your head too, but it's like against most guys, Andre makes a move. And it's like, man, you can really see him going hard. But against Steven Adams, you can't move him. So it's like, man, he's not even making Steven Adams work. When in reality, Steven Adams is just that freakishly strong that Andre can try and move him and just can't. So I think that definitely has a thing to do with it. And the other thing is that it's not just Steven Adams. The Thunder are consistently, for the last several years, they've been a great rebounding team, right? Like, let's be abundantly clear about that, too. And so they're a team that is fairly uniquely set up to contain Andre in a similar way to, like, on the other end, right? Boston, for instance, is set up as a team to not be able to contain Andre Drummond. Like, the Boston thing that goes beyond Andre versus being a bad matchup for Al Horford, it's that. Al Horford, unless they start Aaron Baines, is playing next to Jason Tatum as his power forward, right? So it's not just that, well, Al Horford can't handle Andre Drummond. It's that Al Horford can handle Andre Drummond, and there's nobody who's going to help him, right? Um, It's like that, but the other way, kind of, for the Thunder, where it's like, it's not just that Steven Adams is the sort of guy who actually can contain Andre Drummond, but it's that so are the other guys, right? They're just a really, really good rebounding team. So, I don't know. It sucks, Uh, but this is a good team. And I get why you're frustrated. I get why people would be very frustrated about this. I'm pretty frustrated, but I just have trouble, I guess, getting too worked up about it. Um, But if you want to say something else about this, you can. But otherwise, I got another thing that we can talk about.
1: I mean, all I got to say is that, i just I just find this performance unacceptable when you're a star player this is what this is what the pistons got Blake for to give them chances against teams like this that are better than them. so when he goes off and he has one of those nights he gives he's one of those players that gives you a chance and you just give your you give yourself no chance even with a performance like that when you can't even show up and give half of what you're you're worth like I said, if you simply just got outplayed. And you you struggled okay, but this was more than that. This was the Pistons. Each one of these piston players played just like god awful. And and I'll say this, like Joe is saying that this may this may be one of Andre Drummond's worst performances in like three years. I, I don't think the 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 Oklahoma City Thunder are so good to where Andre Drummond should have his worst performance in three years. I don't think that just all falls. I I, I don't I don't see how you can just people can just throw it all on. Thunder simply just being a better team. That's not, that's not what it was. It was not simply, Thunder a better team. This will happen. No, that's not what it is. So okay, that's why I stand. Here's what you, I mean. I you guess, go right?
0: Is that that makes it because, so he has a bad game, but then because it's the Thunder, it goes from, this is an off night to, this is his worst game in three years. That's what I mean by that. Um, and
1: Yes, I, I agree. The Thunder make it work. Okay,
0: okay. let me let me re- okay. Let me try to rephrase thunder. one. Time. Andre Drummond has like ten points and eleven rebounds, and we're like, man, he just wasn't his normal self tonight. Because it's the Thunder, it goes from man, he just, and also the fact they picked up some. I let's just be honest, the refs were freaking terrible, especially early in this game. Um, he picked up mm-hmm. a couple of ticky-tack fouls. One of them in particular was like, I really didn't see it, uh, but whatever. Okay. That all combines so that instead of it being like, yeah, he just he just, you know, I mean, frick, the last three games, he was incredible. It's like, well, he just he was bound to come down at some point. And then instead of being, well, just didn't quite have it tonight. It's he was just bad. So I think that's what I mean, is that. Yeah. So sorry, you can say what you're about to say. I,
1: let me just I'll, I'll end it here. That, let me just rephrase my statement. This, this performance was because it has something to do, obviously. I'm not saying the Thunder, being a great defensive team, has nothing to do with it. But putting all the blame on that is just simply misguided. They, the team, they showed up, they played bad, and then the Thunder made it look even worse. So the Pistons came up, even if it wasn't the Thunder, this was, they just played bad. But then the Thunder, like you said, made it look even worse than what it was. So like, that's, that's what I'll say. That's why I'll change my statement, too. But either way, either way, whether this was the Thunder, the Hawks, the, the Hornets, I don't care who it was, the Pistons wouldn't have played well playing the way they did today against any team. The Thunder just made it worse. So that's, that's, that's where I'll and, stand. I And mean,
0: I think we can both agree that it's hugely disappointing to lose this game when it seemed like it was there to win. Had they hit a, more, a few more of those open shots? Had they played a little bit better? The fact that Blake Griffin came back and played so well and they still blew it makes it even more frustrating. Um, So bigger picture, which I, and at this point, there's only three games left in the regular season. So it's not that much bigger picture, but there's one thing in particular that this game, which, you know, it's funny because when you look at the numbers, this didn't necessarily stand that far out, but with this game that I couldn't help, but think this is that it is an issue that down the stretch, of an important game against a good team. The Pistons are guarding Russell Westbrook with Langston Galloway and Paul George with Wayne Ellington. And that is an issue. And it's like. Oh, and thank you. Like, you and up. I know that you're going to like this because you get to bring up that, you know, we miss Stanley here because we do. Um, yeah. And it's like, this is one of the reasons why it's kind of like, I mean, I'm not sure what I th- they're ter- this it's it's an issue and it's one of those things where it's once again it's like the I guess here's what I'm trying to say okay the pistons have almost no room for drop off from their top guys okay Blake played so well that he made up for the fact that um Reggie and ooh, that Reggie and uh And Andre played so poorly, but like they just—they can't have any drop off from those guys. They need to have those three guys be great, right? Because I mean, they—that's just what the roster is at. They literally okay. They have Langston Galloway guarding Russell Westbrook and Wayne Ellington, who I've actually—I've mostly been impressed with Wayne Ellington's defense, but I at least compared to what I thought it was going to be. Well, like, those two guys, that's not what you want, but it's like, what else are you going to do? I mean, Glenn Robinson, maybe, but Glenn Robinson's been bad defensively whenever they played him, by and large. Like, I don't really think he'd be better than Wayne Ellington. Maybe you put Bruce Brown in to guard Russell Westbrook. I don't know. Bruce Brown can't do anything on offense, and he was terrible on offense again tonight, too. He's been especially bad on offense lately. Like, I just, I don't know. He actually wasn't that bad on offense tonight, I guess. He had five points. Seemed like he was bad, but whatever, right? Like,
1: Joe, I want to repeat that back to yourself. No, he yeah, wasn't that bad is, on offense. He had issue. five points.
0: Okay. Bruce Brown scored five. That's the whole problem with having Bruce Brown is that it's like he scored five points. I'm like, yeah, oh, he actually was okay compared to what he normally is. But it's like, so, and that's another thing that I kind of want to emphasize to people is that, The Pistons, it's been covered up a bit because Wayne Ellington has shot so well. Langston Galloway has found his shot back since all-star break. And before, like a week ago, Luke Kennard had been playing so well. But the Pistons still have almost certainly got the worst wing rotation of any NBA team that is attempting to win basketball games. Right? And we've said this before. (laughs) And even though it's been less painful since Wayne Ellington has shot the ball so well, because Luke Kennard had mostly been until like a week ago, been good because like Galloway started to find a shot back. It was not as painful as it could have been, but that is a reality of this team. And so you cannot afford to have both of your point guards play like trash. You can't afford to have Andre miss a few bunnies and not get you those second-chance points to save your offense. They cannot afford to have those drop-offs. And so I guess, look, this is going to sound like a cop-out, but I just I want to remind people once again, this is not the finished product, right? They need a proper wing player, and they made a conscious decision, which we both mostly agree with was not the wrong decision. They traded Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock was their best wing. Right, they traded him for a second round pick and a guy who's not playing at all, and everyone's like, you know what, this is the right decision, especially because they got Wayne Ellington. But guess what? I would have liked to have Reggie Bullock out there defending Paul George as opposed to Wayne Ellington. Right? Like Ellington's been good. I've been really impressed with him. Reggie Bullock is still better than Wayne Ellington, and so it's just like they made a conscious decision to do this, right? To put themselves in this situation. So I just. It's just one of those things, perspective, I guess is the way to put it. So I don't know. You you probably want to talk about that and talk about Stanley, I suppose.
1: No, I'll I'll just say I don't I, I'm not as I don't I don't know if I'm on the same board as as uh Joe with that one. I think Wayne Ellington's been pretty cr- freaking crazy. I think he's been pretty He has been I think he's okay. been pretty damn Wayne good Ellington's for us. Been good, and
0: right? I Make no mistake about that. And in particular, I've been
1: I think the defense has actually been been pretty solid, too. Certainly,
0: at least that I had heard of, he didn't have any sort of a reputation as a plus defender. Um, I've mostly been impressed with the way that, at the very least, he seems to have fairly embraced the fact that, like, and he is their big wing defender by default, which is not a good situation to be in, but he kind of is. And he seems to have kind of embraced that and really gone at it. I've been impressed with his defense. But he's still, what, 6'6"? How tall is he? Yes. He's six, for five. six five. And he's pretty strong, but he's not like one of these dudes who's just an absolute bulldog. So it's like, well, he's six five, but it's okay. Like, <laughs> right? I've been impressed by him. I think he's done better on defense. He's done a lot better on defense than I thought he would. And I suppose at times he's done better at defense than he has almost any right to do. But that doesn't mean that he's actually that good on – he can't guard Paul George, okay? That's what I'll say right? He can't guard Paul George. You can't, right? I mean, you can't put him on Paul yep. George and expect anything other than death to happen. You can't put Langston Galloway on Russell Westbrook, expect <laughs> anything other than death to happen. Okay. You hope that it doesn't, they're both capable enough. They're game enough. You know, they play hard, et cetera, et cetera, that if Russell Westbrook is off, if Paul George is off, like they'll make them work enough. Hypothetically. That if those guys are off their games, it might work out. But you have to plan on, and this is the issue: you have to basically plan on the opposing team's best players being awesome. That's what you have to plan on, and it is tough to win games when you literally are like, "Well, we just hope Paul George and Russell Westbrook miss." That's what we're hoping for. That's our def- that that's how you're defending Paul George is well, hope he misses. That's it.
1: Yeah. So let me just let me just let me just start this off before I get into what I'm about to say. I just made an article the other day saying that the trade for Thon was successful. Thon has been playing really well for the Pistons off the bench re as of late. I I provided some defensive numbers to show how he's been with Andre. i I, I think I've been pretty fair with Thon thinking I I think I I think I've been I think I don't think I should be called biased for what's about to happen here, but let me just say I mean, this: we both did. I told you guys. I told I told everybody that this was going to happen. That this was something that hey, you guys got what you wanted. We got rid of Stanley. You guys got what you wanted. Oh, the offense is going to be so much better now. You guys got what you wanted. But now, even if the Pistons do make the playoffs, and we're we've been seeing, I even wrote an article last week about it. Regular season. Even, it'll get even worse in the playoffs without Stanley. And and I'll say, once again, Joe said this, I believe, like a couple months ago on one of our earlier pods, is that when you people can hate on Stanley. You don't like him for his offense, blah, blah, all that. But when you go against a team with a good wing player, that's when you'll realize why Stanley's here and why Stanley's playing.
0: Oh, I think we lost Jakub. Hopefully he scoots back in without having to totally reboot himself. Oh, cool. You're back. Cool. You're back. Okay, keep talking. Yep, keep talking. Can you hear me? You're yelling about Stanley. What was, what was the last thing you heard out, from me? Whatever.
1: All right. Well, let me just. This is this is basically all I'm saying. I told you guys, and it's gonna get worse in the playoffs. Without Stan, Thon has been fine. He's been better than I believe Joe thought he'd be as of late. But like I told you guys you guys are going to start missing Stanley more and more because we literally have nobody, literally no one that can guard any type of competent wing. We had, and Joe's talking about Wayne Ellington on Paul George. There was a there yeah, was a good exactly. chunk of this game. And we had Langston Galloway guarding Paul George. He's 6'2", six, 6'1". He's six six so, like, I told you guys. That's all I'm continuing to yeah, say. I mean, you guys are going to start missing look, Stanley more even, and more.
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, the noise, crew! Oh, stop, stop, crew! Oh, my goodness. See if you can get your mic plugged back in there. Um, but I think, and look, even aside from Stanley Johnson specifically, is that when the Pistons made those two trades at the trading deadline, they made themselves almost impossibly small on the wing, right? It's like Reggie Bullock's not that big and strong, but he's 6'7". Stanley Johnson is, I how tall is Stanley again? 6'7", or is he six foot eight? But, you know, two legitimately good-sized wing players, which, and now I'm way nailing to 6'5", and he's their closest thing they have to a big wing player because Glenn Robinson's not in the rotation. Like, it's just, it's a big issue, and fortunately in the last three games of the season, it shouldn't be as big of an issue, Uh. I guess you hope Bruce Brown does well on Kemba Walker against the Hornets. And then you play the Grizzlies and the Knicks and they have nobody who's good other than Mario Hizonia, I guess, who just had a triple double after slaughtering the magic. But I don't know. It's just, I guess here's the other, here's another thing. Okay. When you want, if you want to talk really big picture, is that with those trades is everybody was very quick to go, Oh, this has been great. Remember that. The Pistons are incredibly limited in what they can add this offseason, free agency-wise. They had team control over Stanley Johnson, who's going to be a restricted free agent, and they had Richie Bullock's bird rights, right? There's a very real chance that the Pistons end up with this issue next season. There's a very real chance of that. And I'm not saying that those trades were bad. I'm in favor of it. Thon maker, like you said, Thon maker has been better than I thought he would be, Uh, and honestly, I think overall, I think Thon has just outright been an upgrade over Stanley Johnson. I think this team is better with Thon maker on the team rather than Stanley Johnson. But (laughs) there was there is real risk in the trade in those making those trades, and they're set up hypothetically a little bit better. They got a little bit more flexibility for next season, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But (laughs) <laughs> the Pistons could end up with this small of a wing rotation next season. And if they do, there are going to be nights where this is painful, real painful. So, yeah. At
1: some point, at some point, at point in this off season, Just is my mic working? Yeah. All right. Well, at some point in this off season, I'm going to make this argument And it's going to be like a whole laid out argument. I'm going to make it against Joe. It's going to be one of these. I'm going to tell Joe that we have to do this on one of these podcasts in the summer. Cause I'm getting, I've been gearing up for this. I'll have a whole laid out argument full backed up with information. And it's going to be strictly about, about the Pistons letting go of Stanley and how it's going to hurt them. And it's going Mm -hmm. to be, and I'll I'll tell Joe right now, the first, the very first point that I'll bring up. And I'll just tease it with all you guys before we move on to what we're going to talk about next. The Pistons were actually playing pretty well before they tr- traded Stanley. Like, the turnaround started happening after Andre came back from the his concussion. Well, actually, we started playing well pretty late January. And then when Andre uh, had that concussion, he came back, and then it was really just we were playing extremely well. And that was with Stanley still. And I'll say this. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. You're not going to convince me that I'm that the Pistons had no chance of continuing the same kind of play with Stanley Johnson on the team. I, I'm not sure, man. So we can move on, but I, I, hey, that's going to happen
0: one of these okay. days. That's, that's great. Coop. That's great. I'm, I'm
1: really,
0: it's going to happen. And in the playoffs,
1: in the playoffs, well, I will bring this up again, again in the playoffs when let's, we get tortured okay. by whatever wing we go against.
0: <laughs>
1: all right Well, yeah, I'm, um, I'm hoping for that too. Could but. you
0: imagine? Could you imagine if they? Blow oh, and up...
1: also, no, I think. The...
0: Bro, can you imagine if they go to oh, New York a- a- to play these Knicks and they lose and they miss the playoffs because of that? <laughs> oh man, I want to.
1: It sounds like something that we do. I saw something. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think anybody really understands what the magic number is for the Pistons because on the broadcast at the end of the game, Johnny Kane, I believe it was said that the Pistons magic number now is two
0: Um, (laughs) HP. If Brooklyn loses a game though, it's down to two.
1: okay because that's what I was gonna say because I because HP basketball said it was three and then I just saw another tweet just now that said if Brooklyn I believe no if um yeah if Brooklyn or I forget who it is that plays the Raptors yeah, on Sunday if they lose and then really we win stupid, Sunday crazy stuff we with, we clinch uh,
0: tiebreakers so, yeah go for, just follow HP basketball if you want to get that because I don't even know what they are so I don't know do you have anything else you want to talk about here too Well, I'm not that worried.
1: Other than the fact I'm that, that I'm extremely worried,
0: I'm not that worried about because that. our bench has it. Our bench has but, been pretty bad. Okay. Well, uh, the, the, sure. look.
1: No, our I'm bench, bench has been pretty they're bad. Going to
0: make it, uh, but it would suck if they were the eight seed. That would suck. I just don't want to play the Bucks. That's my main thing. Um. Oh, it's the Heat.
1: It's the okay. Heat. That's the team I was talking so about. If the Heat loses the Raptors on Sunday and then we beat the Hornets, um, we clinch. So we
0: could probably wrap it up here. Uh, I think we mostly got through successfully. So um, once again, sorry about any quality issues like sound quality. Koo's mic started screwing up partway through and I'm not using my mic because I'm house-sitting and such. Um, so hopefully this works out and we can be back to fairly regular recording um, down the stretch. And you will have our sultry voices to help you through the way all the way through to the end of the season and then into the, hopefully into the playoffs and then into the off season. Uh, so, Oh, okay. Wait, Joe, wait, wait, wait. Reno, there's three
1: games left. I want your three, prediction. No. Now. You make didn't make give it. me one It'll last time. I want your prediction. Now.
0: Okay. Although, isn't there something if uh, Orlando, you, wins? you heard the it division, here first, they go ahead of them, no matter what. I think. Yeah. So, and that seems.
1: Yeah, if Orlando don't wins the division, so that's they got 16.
0: Likely at this point, so. Um, maybe not succeed. but I think I think they're gonna go three zero. Yep, three zero. Let's do it. Yolo. All right, I'm hey, holding so you against it. Thanks for tuning back in to us, and uh, stay beautiful, everybody, and go Pistons.